Hello and welcome. I'm Alexander. And I'm Simon. And we are lacking a Tony. We are lacking a Tony. We have misplaced the Tony, but we are still knee-deep in tech. This is episode 72, recorded on the 17th of May, 2019. So, uh, Oh, I forgot about that. Happy birthday, Norway. Happy birthday, Norway. Indeed. May you have cupcakes and... And let us know when you want to move back home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're always welcome back. Anyway, where is the Tony and why are we late? <laughs> uh, there are many, many, many reasons for us to be late, but most of them relates to me, I would say, oh. and to a certain uh, bug or virus that you happen to find somewhere mm. that affected you quite badly. Yeah, I mean, just imagine this. No, don't. Well, the the second when you switch from being 100% sure that you are not susceptible to the uh, calci or uh, norovirus. Magsjuka in Swedish. Vinterkräksjuka even. Winter <laughs> barfing disease. <laughs> it's actually called the winter vomiting disease in English. And when you realize that, no, you were not, well, you were susceptible. And then you're pretty much out of it for a couple of days. That was not fun. No. Not fun at all. There are easier ways to lose weight. Definitely. And after that, I've had some challenges with myself being uh, ill, my daughter's caretakers being ill. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, kind of a perfect storm. Yeah. And then when we had rescheduled this recording, Tony wasn't able to make it since he is on a course for some identity solution in Stockholm. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. And speaking of a perfect storm, holy cow. There has been a ton of new things coming out of Build, yep. primarily. And I I don't even know where to start. So let's start with the less than stellar demos. <laughs> so, and I, th this is going out on a complete rant, and I'm sorry for it, but I, I usually, or I love Microsoft commercials. Commercials. I love right. many of the things Microsoft Marketing does, believe it or not. I do like how they make most of their keynotes, their presentations, and so on when it comes to the senior management. Mm -hmm. But this build keynote was probably the worst thing I've seen Microsoft do ever. That's pretty harsh. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very sorry to say that because they had a bunch of super cool features that they absolutely <clears throat> destroyed. Starting off with the horrendous demo of the moon landing. <laughs> Which demo of the moon landing? Exactly. Two people standing on a stage with HoloLens 2s about to show the moon landing in AR. They fail for some reason. I think there are blog posts stating what happened. So the, the demo in itself failed. failed. Yeah, they, okay. they weren't able to show the Apollo 11 right. lander. And then they just said, thank you, goodbye, and walked off the stage. Oh. Uh, which wasn't rehearsed. It's impossible to claim that that was what was supposed to happen. 
and even the camera crew follow them off stage because they believe that they were joking. Oh, and they didn't reacquire their momentum after that, right? No, I think that that put many of the things off. Uh, I think Satya did a not a poor performance, but not as good performance as he usually does it. And he missed so many things. He um, repeated himself. I think he he um, could have done so much better. And I don't like the way they made the keynote since it was Satya speaking. And then they turned over to someone at the expo floor doing a demo. And then oh. moved forth and back in that way. Okay. Which didn't work from a video perspective at all. They weren't synced. Nothing happened as it was supposed to they had people that i hope never appears on a keynote again reading of the teleprompter and obviously reading of the teleprompter even seeing the text from the teleprompter in their glasses and they were showing off some super cool tech and then they of course had great people presenting i can't remember her name but she, uh, the woman that presents on the team's recording and transcription she did a brilliant job both this build last ignite and last build she's absolutely great but many of the others were horrific hmm. so the production itself was not very no well and i haven't executed. seen the technical keynotes um but no I, I was really disappointed that's that's not what build is supposed to be i'm, I'm very sorry to hear that but Another thing that has come to mind when it comes to build, I mean, we as the IT pro people that we see ourselves as, we tend to look towards Ignite, right? And, and many times I've heard that no, build that's for devs, Ignite is for, for IT pro people. And we had a few friends that joined us for Ignite and they did not find very many things that were interesting to them. Yeah. However, the sheer amount of stuff that pretty much straddles both dev and IT pro stuff coming out of build was staggering. Yeah, if you care at all about your career as an IT pro, watch the build keynotes, watch the build pretty sessions. Much, yeah. Because that's where you get the first mentions of technology that are later shown at Ignite. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and a lot of things that are highly relevant to my side of the fence, Definitely. the data stuff. More and more things of your stuff is moving to build. So it would seem, yeah. yeah. And also for dynamics. Very much so. And most demos are in the vision keynote. They are very IT pro friendly and user friendly even. So that's that's a vision keynote that everyone could watch that have minimal interest at all in technology for Microsoft. The technical keynotes then, there you have live coding and so on. But it's still interesting and it still tells you as an IT pro a lot about what's going to happen and what you need to prepare for. So why do we have this division between IT pros and devs? I, I, is it going away? I don't see that happening, to be honest. They, and for many reasons, for, from a Microsoft perspective, or from a general perspective, definitely, we will see less and less uh, division between them. But from a Microsoft perspective, I think they want one big conference in the spring and one big conference in the fall. Uh, that I that I buy in completely, but and why do you have the division? Because it will put one side off, and I don't think they could manage 
a conference that had content for both. That would be a humongous conference. We're not in, in if you compare it to Oracle, it's still a tiny conference, but I, th- I think it would be too impersonal, impersonal. Huh. and it would put people off from both sides. Um, so what you're basically saying is that this is the least bad way of doing it, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. But speaking of stuff that came out, I'll, I'll <sighs> kick off with my things that I, I and I can only just poke my hand I, I think we easily can say that we have we have 30 minutes in this episode we will be talking about build things for weeks yeah yeah and and the the consequences of the build releases for weeks yeah let's just start with with a a, um, a very small one that kind of flew in under the radar for a lot of people did you know for instance that you can run the Azure SQL database as as a service you're you're familiar with that one yep. right yep they put in a new one, a new tier that is known as the serverless compute. Okay, so tier in comparison to what? It's it's another tier for just another Azure SQL Server. You can have the... So uh, managed instance SQL, Azure SQL Server in there. Not the managed instance, okay. just the Azure SQL Server, where you have the, uh, the standard, you have the ah, business okay. critical, yep, yep, yep. and now you have the serverless as well. Because yep. that means that you're tracked per... I can't remember if it's per second or per minute. Yep. So that means that if I don't use this for a set amount of time, I can't remember how much. I think it's like six hours. It shuts down automatically. Yep. And when you need it, it turns on. Yep. And you can scale from a half processor up to four processors at this specific point in time. Yep. And when you need power, it's going to give you power. Yep. You don't set anything on it it is just there turn on turn off automatically catch the data pretty basically. much yep. I, I mean i need a database yep. just fix it hmm. and i'm pretty sure that i haven't done the math that yet but i'm pretty sure that it's actually more expensive than spinning up an azure sql server setting it for a specific uh, dtu or a specific number of cores and running it flat out but for some applications it's perfect take for instance all my test and demo stuff yep i know that i will only be charged for a maximum of six hours whenever yep. i do a demo yep and it is available when i need it just it, it's going to take a bit uh to spin up but yep. it's just going to be there yeah so i like that and does that in any way connect to and this one was one of the things i saw flashing through the air at the keynote and i was like that's interesting sql server on the edge it is not connected per se, but that's the, 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 the next thing that I was going to talk about. And it is pretty much the same thing as machine learning yep. in the edge. Now you can actually store data in the edge. And I, I was privy to, to this information earlier. Yep. And when I saw it the first time, I was completely blown away. Because yep. they did it again. The first time, they said, oh, by the way, we're going to run SQL Server on Linux. People went, yep. yeah, sure, that's going to be cool. You're going to be feature complete in what, 2030? Yep. And it was com- completely feature complete out of the gate. Yep. It's the same thing with this. You can run SQL Server on ARM, and it is basically feature complete. How cool is that? But, so... I get machine learning at the edge. Yep. 
the ability to have a camera, for example, which is the most yes. common use case. Yes. Looking at things and deciding what it is. Yeah. And for disconnected scenarios. Mm-hmm. So this is basically the same thing. You put it on a very, very small light chip that like a drone. If you want to have it moving, sure. But think yeah. more of it like a, a Raspberry Pi or something. So it's it's more about running SQL Server on ARM than in a disconnected scenario. Yes. Yeah. That that's be- one one word for you: aggregations. Most of the time, you don't need all all, all your data going all the way up to your your data warehouse, or whatever. No. You can get away with aggregating your IoT stuff closer to the sensors. Yeah. That's where this comes yeah. into play. And I think that that's. That's the challenge in calling it on the edge, since everyone will think about machine learning on an edge device, which basically does have a completely other function than SQL Server on an edge device. I don't necessarily agree. I I see where you're coming from, but I don't necessarily agree. No. I think it comes down to what preconceptions people have. Yeah, absolutely. But it's it's, it's definitely a valid valid point. And speaking of machine learning, there was a lot of uh, machine learning updates yep. and Microsoft is betting heavily on the auto ML, the auto, uh, the automatic features for machine learning, yep. i.e. the, the code-free machine learning things. Yep. And Basically showing it pictures, to put it simply. No, 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 no. no? Uh, instead of creating your own machine learning algorithm yep. you give it training data you split the data in in training data and validation data yep. then you score and model yada 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 yep. screw that you just tell for instance power bi that this column is a picture tell me what's in it and it does all the training ah. it does all the magic underneath the covers that's the auto ml feature and that must be based on many people doing it or microsoft doing it nope how does it learn then it learns exactly the way that it, you, it would have done if you were to do it manually. It just takes all those boring steps yeah. and mm. t- takes care of it for you. You need to do uh, machine learning for the absolute beginner step two. I would be happy to do that. Yeah. Actually, I, I have a few session ideas. And one of the things that we finally got is the machine studio, uh, Azure yep. Machine Learning Studio. It is now included when you create a machine learning, um, what is it called? Machine learning area or, or workspace. workspace. That's that's the word. Then you have access to the uh, Azure Machine Learning Studio, yep. which used to be external, but it's it's kind of included now. Yep. And that is super cool. When it comes to Power BI, because we touched very quickly on Power BI, the auto ML stuff is keep uh, it keeps going in it's going to be more and more and more going and, and i think that that's also a, a very important thing to remember that power bi if i understand you correctly one column can include pictures sure in power bi as well which i think many people don't think of as data even though it oh, is data right right no and, and that that's a very good point because if you if you were used to relational data, pictures yep. are a nuisance. Yep. They're just boring. They should stay in the file system. Yep. If you're used to big data, pictures are indeed a piece of data that yep. you can actually glean information from. And take, for instance, the auto ML when it comes to um, identifying what's in the picture. Yep. Or you can have sentiment analysis automatically. It yep. just 
works. It is super cool. That would be a really cool thing for Ignite. Hmm? To have a camera outside of every room filming the faces people are making when they leave to get um, a result on how happy people are, how interested people are. Try to try to do um, image uh, yep. facial recognition and sentiment analysis from that. I don't think that the validity of that would be very high, but it's a cool concept. It would be great. Huh. I also see a few um, issues when it comes to integrity. But, but if you don't... That must be super easy to do without... Sure. As long as people are okay with being filmed. Yeah. You're accepting a bunch of things when you accept the ah, agreement. True. Uh, like being tracked constantly, mm. which I enjoy. I like being tracked. By <laughs> being tracked, by the way, Power BI is missing one thing, or it's actually missing <laughs> a few things, but one of the main glaring things that it is missing is its lifecycle management when it comes to reports, apps, and that kind of stuff. Yep. And this has been uh, kind of a black hole that we don't talk about, but definitely an issue when you try to roll this out in an enterprise environment. Yep. This is being sorted. It's Ooh. not going to be taken care of right now. It's not going to be taken care of in a week, but more and more stuff are coming out geared toward Power BI lifecycle management also. And, and this was not drummed out very, very loudly at Build, but it is there. And but is, is that more about keeping things up to date in comparison with your data or when in terms of versions of Power BI? Um, it's more of how do you structure dev, test, production, okay, okay, yeah, that yeah. kind of lifecycle yeah. management. And when you're done, how do you make sure that it is not used anymore and that yeah. kind of stuff? And most of the pieces of the puzzle are there. You just, with air quotes around them, need to tie the whole thing together. Yep. Yeah. And one interesting thing that is just hot off the press is report commenting in the service. You can now actually put in comments for a report and basically have a conversation over a report or over a piece of data in the service. That means that if you find an error or if you find something that you want to add to it, you just put in a comment and the report author is going to see this comment and can take action as, mm. as necessary. That's great. Yeah, it's it's super easy. One of these amazing things that you didn't think of, but it's it's actually there. Yep. And something that came out actually yesterday, which is super cool. There are something called the third-party connectors for Power BI. Yep. If you want to connect to... I like those. I know you do. One of the very few things I understand with your job. <laughs> Fair enough. One of the issues there is that you can either trust the Microsoft connectors or you're going to run untrusted connectors. Yep. And that is going to be an issue in, in regulated, yep. most regulated companies because people tend to dislike the whole notion of something that is not trusted. Right? I think the, the wording untrusted is uh, a very good way to block something from a regulated I environment. I think so too. So how do we solve this? Well, there is a possibility... Remove un. <laughs> which is basically <laughs> what we're doing because as of yesterday, there is a, a framework for you to specifically trust specific connectors yep. and you can put them into your uh, company portal so to speak does microsoft verify these connectors no is that good or bad in your opinion oh, well it depends on uh, what you mean by verify they verify that it actually works 
Okay. If, if you put it in the, the um, Power BI store, it's going to be verified. It actually works. But here it's more that your company says, yes, this specific connector is something we trust and you so can use it internally without getting, boom, this is an untrusted yada, yada, yada. But basically you are then only removing the un in untrusted because there are n not any additional controls before it's actually trusted other than you as an administrator in an organization actually deciding that you trust it. Correct. Wouldn't it be better to have an official validation or certification or... You have that for the third-party visuals. Yep. And maybe or, or that they were signed in one way, like the apps are in the in, store. In this case, they're actually going to be signed. Ah, okay. Yeah, so that that's one good thing. No yes. one has interfered with the no, code. No, no, no. Yep. Sign, signing is yep. definitely part of this. Yep. And uh, I can talk for days. Yeah, but you could, but I want, want to say something. Sure. And Am I allowed quiet. to say? <laughs> I'm just, yeah. Yes, you're So allowed. the big thing, we are getting a new Edge browser. If yep. you haven't tried it, try it. Even I have tried it. Yeah. I like it. I think if there is a single human being that don't like the new Edge browser, let me know. I know one. Alan Mendelvich. Okay. Moved back to uh, Firefox according to his Twitter feed. Okay. Uh, but other than that, I think everyone loves it. And it's it's a wonderful browser, mm-hmm. which the old version of Edge also were. But uh, that's sure, my point it worked. of view. Shut up. Uh, so the um, next one, they introduced one big thing. We'll now get IE mode tabs. Suitability. IE mode tabs. What does Internet that Explorer inside of Edge. So you don't need to open Internet Explorer. It will actually render Internet Explorer pages oh. in Edge in a, in a separate tab. Why would you need that? Have you Who ever... on earth still requires you to run Internet Explorer for things? Give me an example. Microsoft. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Why would you require someone to run an ancient piece of software? Says the guy who still fixes server or SQL 2008 machines. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, but it, that that is a, a huge thing. Yeah, it's that a is, huge... From, a from a user point of view, it's wonderful. Mm. They're also introducing um, a new privacy control function where you can put um, unrestricted, balanced, or strict privacy settings on web pages, limiting ads, limiting cookies, and so on. Oh, cool. And it will actually tell you what it does, and you can centrally control the level for different pages how would you do that because that's not the gpo anymore no no it, it's uh, it's as the same with um, ie and different ie modes and edge and so on you have the enterprise site list ah. which you can deploy using anything and you can put it anywhere okay we also there's a number of great things what, what's your what's your th- thoughts on the windows terminal I'm going to get bashed for this. Oh, very well played. Commander. <laughs> Sorry. It's my power. Be very, very careful when you take uh, this. So it's, it's great. I absolutely hate when you pitch something because it supports emojis. Oh, Come yeah, yeah. on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see absolutely zero reason for 
any serious piece of software to support emojis. If your documentation inside of a script or in, inside of any kind of technical documentation includes an emoji or, as we called it back in the days, a smiley, it's not technical documentation. Dude, Keep, we're getting old. We are. Even I'm getting old. And that's a scary thought. Yeah. Because that means that you're older. I noticed. Uh, but I do like that we'll get one single application to run all different yeah. environments. Yeah. In. I think that that's great. You shouldn't be thinking about, am I running CM, this command prompt, the PowerShell prompt, opening bash, whatever. No. Just yeah. write. Do you, have you heard when this is going to be included by default? No. Not but it's pretty far out, I'd say. Do you think so? I Well, the fact that it's not even released as an XE... You have to compile it yourself. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but I think that also could point that we won't get an XE file. You won't get? I doubt it. I How would say you... that it, it would be included in Windows. Sure. Or isn't that, that you would, a... or you would get it as. But isn't um, it if it was to be included like the command prompt? Isn't the command prompt an XE file? Currently, yes. Sure. But if you were to have it as an app, MSIX. Oh. Sneaky. Yeah. Of okay. course. They, they are brilliant minds, you know. Mm. Um, we also got to... See, uh, we are getting a Windows subsystem for Linux mm-hmm. 2. We are getting um, React native for Windows. What does that mean? React is apparently a really cool code language, if I'm not completely... It's based mistaken. on JavaScript, right? I think so. Okay, and I know that we have friends that build quite awesome stuff based on React. I need to get get up to speed with Node.js and, and React and, and yeah, and, and all and, that stuff. Um, I can't remember his name. I know that Jim and Jessica have an episode where they talk about React, and I, if I remember correctly, React is the um, technique that makes it possible to actually do um, play music together over internet because it will manage the latency oh really yeah so they uh, we need, one we of need the, to look into this yeah cool. so and again I'm, I'm completely useless when it comes to actual coding yeah so uh, no surprise there uh they also announced a bunch of new cool things for uh msix since you know app v mm-hmm. msix will replace that at some point so they Wait, showed M- msix isn't that the the file format yeah but it will also be a complete platform. So you can oh. stream apps, you can manage apps in a completely new way. And they showed it in the context of Windows Virtual Desktop. Oh, hello. That's awesome. We can talk about MSIX. You're really more. decoupling things now. Yeah. Uh, we also got to see more about the, um, you remember the black cone from Ignite and last year's build that recorded voices and so on in Teams meetings? The black cone? I think that's the official name in air quotes. Okay. Um, the uh, microphone slash speaker that you could put inside of conference rooms and that will transcribe and translate entire conversations and recognize voices and so on of the meeting participants. That's soon out in a developer preview. So you can actually order the hardware soon. And you get all the features of transcription and so on in Microsoft Teams. That. Is that the same technology that is behind, um, for instance, uh, when they do uh, keynote speakers and, and like that in, in PowerPoint? And stuff I would like say that? that this is more 
is this is one is better. Okay, cool. But I, but it's it's basically absolutely the same model somewhere yep. in, in the background, yep. and it also will adopt to your organization organizations. And sorry for my, um, sorry for how I'm, how I'm pronouncing this jargon, jargon, jargon. So it will learn oh. from documentation, from meetings. And be able to actually pinpoint what you actually are saying. So they show this off with speaking developers. Yeah, yeah. Swear words. I like this already. They, they, they it instantly understood things like React. Technical jargon. Um, How cool is no that? JS. Yep. Which, if you were saying that to Cortana today, she would be like nodding yes. Huh. So that that's super cool, and it, that will be really really useful. Yeah. Um, what do we have more? What's Fluent. This? Yeah. What's Fluent getting into Microsoft three six five as something other than uh, as something other than just visuals. Yep. 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 And they show this off by showing real time collaboration inside of Microsoft Office, where they, without a second of lag, could write in Word and get it translated into eight different languages simultaneously on eight different machines. That's and it's pretty huge. instant. That's pretty huge, man. Yeah. So where does the, the compute stuff happen? In the cloud? I, I've heard that Microsoft owns something called Azure. Oh really? I think I think that could be a part of it. Could be part of it. Could. Huh. I also want to mention one huge thing because build wasn't the only thing going on during the weeks we've been away. Also um Midwestern Management Summit. Yep. And one of the big things they announced is that MBAM, so Microsoft BitLocker Administration and Monitoring, is now being included in Config Manager or developed into Config Manager. Oh. Which will help a huge bunch of organizations and will get rid of the MBAM servers and infrastructure, which is great. And they're also investing quite a lot in the uh, cloud management of BitLocker keys and so on. Not a second too early. Even nope. I know this. Yeah. Nice. And this is only a teeny tiny bit of everything that's happened over the last two weeks. So we'll do our best to catch up and we'll speak twice as fast the next time we're back. <laughs> Pretty much. And speaking of being back... Couldn't that be a good thing? If we speak twice as fast, people can listen to it in half the speed. Don't don't, don't quit your day job without thinking, <laughs> please. So next week, I am going to be in, in Riga. Yep. Yes, Riga, to do yeah. the Data Platform Boot Camp. And you think you're going to be recording anything next week, or do we... We will see. I, I've planned to... Um, since my wife and child is going away for most of the week, I'll be You're actually going to have some alone. time. Kind of cool. Otherwise, uh, and I think me and uh, me and Tony will we have a um, recording session scheduled. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. Cool. Otherwise, we're going to be back on Monday the twenty seventh. Sounds awesome. That's also that also telling people how fast or slow you are when it comes to actually editing recording since you just told everyone when we we're recording it maybe but you maybe. are you're confident oh i am yep. always and on that bombshell <laughs> have a great weekend it's time to end <laughs> have a great weekend and we'll see you on the other side take care bye bye <laughs>